On this episode of Running Your Mouth podcast, Jimmy and I speak to Victorian ultramarathon runner Shane Gillard. Shane talks to us about how he made the decision to start running to lose weight. He's recently run his first 100km event and looking for his next big challenge. We hope you enjoy it. G'day and welcome to the next episode of Running In Your Mouth podcast. Uh, I'm your host today, Ben Darcy. Uh, hopefully my co-host, Jimmy Morrison, will be joining us a little bit later. Uh, we'll kick off with our acknowledgement of country. Uh, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land uh, in which we meet today. For me, that is the land of the Yingambar people up on the Gold Coast. And we have a guest who I'll introduce shortly. He's down in Victoria in the lands of the Bunurong, Boonwurrung and Wurundjeri people. All right, so let's get into it. As I mentioned, we've got a guest today down in Victoria uh, and Jimmy is on his way. So he will join us a bit later, hopefully. So our guest today uh, is a young man from Victoria, an ultra runner. I'm looking at him on Zoom with his Victorian ultra runners hoodie on. Um, and it's a man by the name of Shane Gillard. How are you, Shane? Yeah, not too bad. Mate, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I, uh, I think I'd mentioned to you I'm a long-time Instagram stalker of your account and uh, you're one of the first people when, when Jim and I said, oh, let's do, a, let's do a running podcast, try and make it a bit different, um, get people to tell a few stories. And, um, yeah, you were one that come to mind straight away. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're hoping you can, you can enlighten us a bit on your story. And, um, I mean, it's pretty... You post some pretty good uh, reflective photos on Instagram, so there's a, a lot in there that you can we can probably infer. But it'd be great to hear hear it from you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, I don't come from the traditional running background of you know run high, run at high school and all of that, like uh, a lot of people do. Um, running is actually very new. Actually, run a full lap of an oval. I was 25, 26. Okay. And how old are you now? So, yeah, I just turned 30. So, okay. So, so, right. been... so come to it late. Um, you're late coming to running. Um, were you, did you play any sports as a kid? Like, you know, like a lot of us that are getting into the ultras weren't runners as kids, but we sort of all, a lot of people played a bit of sport. Was Were you a sporty kid at all? No, I was never not. I never played sport like you know in a team or whatever. I was always you know running around like not running around but playing sort of footy and that kick to kick. But never played any sports. I uh, played indoor soccer for a little bit, but I was always uh, an overweight kid, so sort of never really got into that kind of stuff. Was all, always just on the uh, on the supporters sort of support bandwagon. So yeah, right, okay, and so. You then, uh, at the ripe old age of 25, you mentioned before you decided to run a lap of the Oval. Yeah. Well, so it all started, so at 25, I had a little bit of a uh, mental breakdown, sort of got lost, lost in my way. I had a bit of a uh, drinking and uh, drug addiction sort of uh, stint there. And, um, yeah, had I had a choice between pretty much throwing it all away or, you know, doing something with my life. So sort of had a big lifestyle change and gave up the grog for a bit and 
started getting, you know, started going to the gym, losing a bit of weight, and then yeah, fell in love with running from there. Yeah, right. It's not the um, it's not the easiest thing for anyone to to fall in love with, as you say. So it's uh, I would imagine if you you're carrying a few extra kilos, that running is just the effort required would be that much more. How um, what made you stick with it? How did you how did you get over those early days of of starting to run um, and not not pulling the pin on it? Um. So at the gym, it was sort of like one of those things, like you just get on the treadmill and start warming up. And then like, because I was sort of like, I've always been a strong person. So I never really, like in the gym, I never really felt that like that drive to like lift heavy and go like in that sort of weightlifting into that kind of like fitness side of that. So it was like, I wanted something different. So like, I just like that, that warm up on the, on the treadmill was just sort of like, well, how much longer can I go? So like for like the first, I reckon, six months of running was all on a treadmill. Yeah, right. Wow. So what was your gym warm-up turned into your gym session? Yeah, so I sort of, I sort of like, in, being the person I was back then, I was like, I was one of the boys who were always out, you know, on the beers, you know, never really realised that people ran for fun. Like there wasn't. That wasn't even a thing for me. So it was like when I was at the gym, you could see people that just go in there and run on the treadmill and that's it. And you're like, what, what are you doing anything else? Why are you doing that? <laughs> and then, and then you just sort of like start asking questions. And the gym I was going to, one of the, um, one of the trainers there was part of the um, Pakenham Roadrunners, which is the crew that I run with a fair bit here now. And she's sort of like, yeah, so I started talking to her and she's talking about marathons and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, what are these marathons? Like, you see, like, I knew what they were, but I never really looked into them, you know, too far. And from there, you meet a few people and the rest is history. Yeah, it's quick, isn't it? The, that change in mindset, depending who you're surrounded by. Like, when you're talking about there, just sort of always being one of the lads. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And having a good time and... You know, if that's and Jimmy, you know, Jimmy and I, that's how we met. You know, we met. I think the first within about the first three hours of meeting each other, we were um, we were well on our way to getting pretty pretty shit faced. So um, <laughs> as, as young twenty year olds or however old we were, but um, and much like yourself, we were we'd like we'd only run. We're in the army, and you'd only run when you had to. You know, you'd do it as yeah. part of your your personal training, or you'd do it as um you do it as a fitness test and that was it. And the fitness test was 2.4 K and yeah. you just at the time, you just at the time you think, God, it's a pain in the ass and it just smashes you and it feels like it goes forever. And then all of us, you know, you fast forward 20 years and that's your, that's not even your warm up on a run. So that's, uh, yeah. you know, that whole who you surround yourself with um, just makes you, I guess, have the confidence and the um, the self belief to actually take some of these things on. Yeah, and so the well, that's Pakenham... yeah, that's exactly right. Like, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, Pakenham Roadrunners. So that was that. That's what what happened with me. I sort of they got like they do it. They started a Monday night run, which was there's three point eight k's out like an out and back course, and you sort of loop around, and you know everyone runs at their own pace. And yeah, I just started going to that and then realized that there's, you know, a whole different world out there and running. 
and then yeah, yeah just the, followed them. We mention it on here a fair bit. Well, I do. This the the benefit and the the value in joining a running club. I reckon yeah. even if you're not a runner, like just for that club environment um, and for the the push along you get, you know, and the encouragement, like whether or not, yeah. you're, you know, you're the quickest runner at the club or you, you know, you're someone who's struggling to run a K without walking that, yeah, I just, you know, particularly on the Gold Coast here, we've got quite a few running clubs and they all seem to be really supportive yeah. and have a really good culture about them. Yeah. That, that, com- that sense of community you get from, from everyone, even if it's, you know, their partners or whatever, like it's all, Everyone's supportive. It's a, it's a different world. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you end up having coffee or beers or whatever after runs and then there's birthdays and you have a birthday cake at 6.30 in the morning and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, just a, just a great great thing to be part of. I think particularly as you get a bit older and, you, you, know, well, you know, Jim and I come from the Army, you don't get that community environment that you were, you were just sort of, I guess, grew up in there. Um, yeah. And similar to, I guess, footy clubs and, and sporting clubs as well. It's the same thing. Um, everyone's got a common interest. So, yeah. so Packingham sounds like it's a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good running club too, mate. And there's plenty down yeah. in Victoria, from what I understand. Oh, there is, there is quite a few. We, uh, we all get around. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing I think about running clubs is you don't. It's not like you're exclusive to one club. Nah. So. That's. That's what's good. Well, that's what's good. Like, and then like you get to know the other the other people from other clubs and whatever. And then the events are like is like one big party by the end of it. Yeah. Yep. And okay, so you've joined. We'll go through it chronologically a bit here. You've joined the Packingham Road Runners, and they've got you interested in running. Did the time come where you've gone? Okay, well, I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to enter an event. I'm going to you know did that come quickly or did that take a while for you to go yeah really it come it? It, it come pretty quickly because i i it's once i started running i gave up on gym like i don't reckon i went to the gym for probably 12 months all i did was run so yeah it come pretty quick so i think it was early early 2017 was when I started, just sort of January 2017, when I started with the Roadrunners. And the next the next big sort of event was Sandy Point Half Marathon, which is, you know, you might as well go straight in balls deep on the on on your event. So Yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty um pretty popular event, isn't it? They get some they get some yeah, you know, they, heavy hitters, some big dogs running down there. Yeah, because it's because of the course that it's on. It's like it's reasonably flat, and it's just an out and back course, plenty of room. So it's pretty fast if you're inclined to want to push that hard. Yeah, and that was your so, first. Yeah. That was your first so that, event, half marathon. I, I did. I did Arthur's Seat Challenge, which is just a hill climb, but I wasn't really a run. That was before I was running. I just walked the whole thing. It's only six k, so I think it took me an hour and ten minutes or something like that. So it wasn't bad, but. Yeah. That was the first event I did, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't run any of it. I wasn't about, running at that stage. What about park run? Did you do a park run ring? Yeah. That? Yeah, park run. I started park run pretty much at the same time as when I started with the road runners because I was sort of running nearly 5K or 5K on the treadmill at that point anyway. 
So I was like, well, you know, if I can do it on a treadmill, surely I can do it on the on the footpath, which you know, it's a little bit more challenging on the footpath, or I feel anyway. Well, that stage. Now I wouldn't yeah, run right. 5K on a treadmill. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, once the fitness is there, it's the mind you got to keep occupied, eh? Yeah. Okay, so your first event's a half marathon, and you've obviously knocked that out of the way, um, got yeah. through that, and you've kept running. Um, what I, before we get into some of your running, I guess, achievements and accomplishments, and, and even what you've done recently, um, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind coming back a bit to talk about. Um, you mentioned there that you were, um, you know, as a when you before you got into running, there was a fair bit of partying going on and you're overweight and those sort of things. And you know, you on your social media, you're quite open. There's a photo there that you put up and you do like a, a comparison. And it's, I'm not sure what you're doing there. Yeah. You've got a you got a hairnet on and you've got an apron on. It's like you'd, you're, you'd been at a, like a, yeah. working, you know, as a chef or something like that. Yeah. So um, back, so I was a baker originally okay. when I was younger. So that's that photo was early 2015, 2016, maybe yeah. uh, 2015. It was. So that was I was a bakery manager for Woolworths at that point. That was that was yeah when I was at my biggest in that yeah. photo. And what? So if you if you if you're happy to share, how how heavy were you before you? Started using well, running started helping you turn it around. Um, so the heaviest that I've, I weighed in at, which was three weeks after I uh, decided that I needed to do something about it, I weighed in at a hundred and eighty-eight kilos. Right. So you were. Um, that's a. That's yeah, a. So that photo. That's probably that photo was probably at the biggest too. Right. So that's a. That's a, an incredible. Turner, like just like it blows my mind. Like I see that. I actually sometimes I go back and scroll back and look at it. And you do, I've seen you chuck it up a couple of times, which is great because you just go like anyone can achieve um a health improvement through running. And you don't have to be, you know, trying to run 15 minute 5Ks or run marathons or anything, but just getting active. And it's it's such a whilst it's reflective and probably confronting for you, it's such an inspirational post that I've, I've seen you put up a couple of times and I, um, yeah, I draw some inspiration from it and yeah, you people go and check this out because this is, this is what running really does to help people. It's not just the, um, you know, these people that are going to the Olympics and these people that are winning money at events. It's, this is what it's really about for, for me anyway. So it's, um, yeah, mate, that's incredible. That's a yeah. massive. No, thank you. And uh, you should be really proud. I mean, looking back on those photos, like, as much as it's hard to look at, but like it's where I come from, it's my story. It just like it just shows, like it just reinforces that, like I can, like that's what happened, and you know that's what I'm working to never be again. So yeah, yeah I don't mind sharing it. It's yeah, no, it's part of the story. Unreal. So you said that was three weeks after you started running, you were at your heaviest at uh, 188. You say? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Then- oh, so I was at the gym. So I was probably I probably started running. I was probably about 150 kilos, I reckon. Okay, so you you dropped a fair bit of weight before, like from that, but um before you started yeah. running, but still. So from there, 
to running a half marathon. How, what was the time? How long did that? Um, not your, your race time. How long from when you started running to you ran that half marathon? Um, it was, what, was it, what did we work it out? It was August 2017. So it would have been, uh, it was probably 18 months from when I started my weight loss journey and probably nine months since I'd like focused on running. Yeah. So, so if you look at that, I would say that 18 months, just that phenomenal improvement um, and that, yeah. that effort that you've put into that to then just go, you know what, I'm, it's, it's not, um, you know, I'm not going to go and do a 5k at a, at a run for the kids or something like that. I'm going to go and do a half marathon. And within 18 months of yeah. making a decision to, to lose some weight, you, you're out there knocking out 21 k's. Yeah, and I think then, like the, the smaller events, the smaller events, like is is like because park you've got park run every week. It's sort of like it was always you've always got that short that short event, so you, you know you can still focus on that. You still get your time. You can still see your improvement in that. So it was just yeah, why not go big? Yeah, and then we'll jump ahead quickly, but then we'll fill the gaps in right. So recently, so if we go back two thousand seventeen. Was your, yep. you started, you started running, is that yep. right? Yeah. We, we yeah. And then, so we're 2021, very early stages of 2021, you ran 100K. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in the big scheme of things. So you've gone from in less than four years, you've gone from a baker who was, over 180 kilos to someone who runs a hundred kilometers in one go. Yeah. So I don't, don't really like to mess around. I like to, you know, obviously mate, goes, you know, there's, if people can't take inspiration out of that, I don't know. They're, I don't know where they're going to get it from. So that, yeah. for me, that just blows my mind. Like it's, I think it's, you, it's hard enough to run a hundred Ks anyone ever. You know, and to yeah. put that work in to get there that you've done is just, yeah, it's unreal, mate. I love it. So that, um, and that 100 Ks, uh, where, where did you do that? I was supposed to go to Tarawara to do the 100 K over there, but with right. um, COVID and everything, it got canned. But uh, I'd done too much of the training in lockdown on a treadmill or, you know, half on a treadmill and half out at, you know, some stupid time of the night to fit it in. <laughs> And then, so, yeah, we just, I made up a map and jumped out and ran from Pakenham to Warburton. Yeah, right. That's, so did, did anyone run with you? Did you have anyone jumping in and doing a few Ks or anything with you? Or did, were you yeah, on your so, own for 100 so there was, no, nah, no, nah, there, so there was all up, there was probably 15 people that run with me. Yeah. Um, one, one guy that, one, there was one guy that ran the whole thing with me. Um, Andrew Walker, he's another one there, one of the boys that runs around quite a bit. Yeah, jumped in and ran the whole thing. Um, the first 40K, uh, 40Ks I had, there was seven of us all up. And then most of them dropped out at the like yeah, about 60K mark. And then I had another two blokes jump in to run a marathon at the end with me. Right. So. Mate, that's bloody awesome. And you've, you've yeah. bounced back. And so that was, um, so that's your latest accomplishment. Um, yeah. 
So, but we've got a couple, a few years in between there. So the running, were you always, once you started running and say you'd done the half at Sandy Point, was the, yeah. was, was the idea that you were going to keep going longer and longer or you just keeping running? Were you looking at ultra marathons and that sort of stuff at that point? No. Nah, so at that point, I didn't realize that there was a whole nother level to ultra marathon. That, that, was, that was something that come a little bit later. I did the half marathon and then I was like, well, you know, natural progressions to, you know, do a full marathon. And uh, it was too close to do a marathon that year and I wasn't ready. So I just jumped in with everyone else just training because with the like Melbourne marathons, like obviously it's a big event, but for like the Pakenham Roadrunners, it's a massive event. You know, we get probably close to 50 people run over the day over all of the events so yeah right. it's a big focus a, coming through the through winter oh uh, yeah we've got we've got a section out the front of the Novotel. if uh anyone's run melbourne marathon they'll definitely hear us and see us we make we've got a big presence down there yeah nice one um so yeah, you did, yeah was, sorry you go so so you did melbourne was that the following year yeah, so October 2018. So yeah, it was just over a year later around the around the marathon, debut marathon. And how did you feel? Like, did you like comparing say the half the year before and then the marathon? Like, were you did you know what to expect, or did you did you find it easier? You've had another 12 months or so of training under your belt. Um, yeah. No. Nah, what was going I, through your mind? Because I think the half- second half. The half, like the half marathon, like is is like obviously a, like a momentous occasion because like it's it's a new distance. But like I finished it like feeling like there's more because like there was the full marathon to chase after that. So I was like, I finished the half and I was like, Nah, I'm doing a full. Like yeah. if I'm gonna do it, let's do it properly. So then yeah, jump in, do the marathon, and then yeah, that the finish. The feeling of finishing that last marathon and, you know, with a group of people around you, it's just, it, it was unreal. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't cross the line at the MC, I'm assuming you ran into the MCG. You didn't cross the line and go, oh, I've got to yeah. do something more now. Like you got that, that real euphoric feeling of nah. achieved it. Yeah. I rode, I rode the high for a few weeks after that. I reckon that was, it's a different feeling because like, it's not, I mean, you've run a mar- marathon before. That that four, like I think it was four fifteen, four seventeen. I ended up running in, but that four hours is pushing. You know, you're pushing the whole time, and you know you worked for it, and you've done six months of training. You know, Mel- training through Melbourne winter. It was all, it was all to push, and then yeah, it was all that last day, and it was all well and truly worth it in the end. Yeah, mate. That that feeling, I reckon it's um, I don't know. As an adult, you don't get it much. Like there's, nah. there's a few things, you know, and I reckon it's that that sense of personal accomplishment when you've had to put the work in to make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's, a bit, it's one of the only times you really get it now as an adult. And it's, um, I think that's what a lot of runners don't necessarily get addicted to, but you certainly savour it when you do get it. Um, yeah. And it's certainly, you know, it's not after every race and it's not after every marathon, but there are those milestone ones, um, particularly, you know, the first one and, that you do get that feeling and it's um 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to sort of think of anything else that makes you feel like that. Like you kind of want to, for yeah. me anyway, you kind of want to cheer and cry at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird feeling like that, that sense of accomplishment. It's like, yeah, it's something you can't explain to someone that's never, that, that hasn't experienced it. But everyone, every runner knows that feeling. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's something. Yeah, right. And have you done Melbourne again since? Uh, yeah, so I did it. 2019 as well so yeah went back and had another crack yeah nice one i have uh yeah haven't got down there for that but it's obviously uh it's a must-do marathon for people that yeah. run marathons in australia yeah yeah running through that like running into the mcgs yeah that's that's a whole nother feeling i um i'll just ask you because i've got you here do you go up anderson street nah okay it's nah. in my head because people get you know i know people run good times and i'm like surely that that hurts going up there, but yeah. No, but like, so it's pretty much, it's pretty flat up until, cause you still got to run through like the, like through the tan, but you're running up through the middle towards the, like towards the shrine, not on the Anderson street yeah, side. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Yep. So you've, you've still got that hill from behind the art center and then up through, up through the middle of the tan towards the shrine. But yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for clearing that clearing that up. I mean, I've been thinking about that for ages. Um, so what's what was the first you've done the marathon, sorry, you've done the half, you've done the marathon a couple of times. When did you decide let's let's go longer? Let's find something longer than forty two point one nine five kilometers and have a crack. So like so there's another like so two bays. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Two bays is another big one for for our crew, and um, there's like there's quite a few people that end up out there doing the twenty eight, and then there's obviously the fifty six out there, which was which was never really an was never really on my radar, and then that's when the whole idea of ultra marathon was brought up, and then I was like, oh, hang on, there's more to this. And yeah, just went into research mode on trying to find races that are that are longer and different. And then yeah, that was the, where the love for trail running come, because all the all the training's out in the bush and it's it's no longer on the road and it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to go far to find some decent trails to run on from your from where you? Nah, not not at all. If if you know the right areas and you jump the right fences. <laughs> you it can um, you can find some you can uh you can find a fair few decent trails within five minutes of my house yeah i nice. live right at the bottom of the hills in Pappenham, so you run out the back and there's a few little trails and stuff most of them are like access access things to like the dams and stuff like that's up there so, yeah yeah that's um across a fence that, you know Yeah, I think that's um, there seems to be a lot of variety for running in Victoria, whether it's whether you want to run a road or you want to run trails or you want to just, you know, run specific single trail and technical stuff as well. Plus, you've got, um, you know, if you want to jump in the car and go, you've got the high country and some of the more mountainous style area. Yeah. Running. You got, you've got some good options down there and some great races. We're, we're definitely spoiled for for trials and for events, I reckon, down here. Yeah. <laughs> there's, plenty, you, 
you had to do the hard yards last year, you, you guys down there, um, oh. the lockdown, mate. How did how did that go? Like for someone, I guess like yourself, who you've you've really you've been on this big weight loss journey. You've you've really changed your whole fitness um, and and your health. Um, getting locked down for so long, was there any you know? Did you sort of have any temptation there to go? You know what stuff? And I'm not gonna go out for me one hour run today or or were you sort of was that was that like your treat for the day were you like yeah i'm gonna you know i can't wait to get my running type thing or? um no we'll see like a lot of a lot of my running comes down like like to a mental health sort of thing like it's it's that time that i can get away and just get away from everything and just get out the door sort my shit out and then like and then come back in and obviously being in lockdown was it's it's obviously going to hold a high stress level with the unknown of you know could I mean I got to work all the way through it I was kind of I was kind of spoiled through that as I worked all the way through the lockdown so I could escape and come back but yeah like on that knife's edge on whether we're going to get locked down and I can no longer work it's all been a bit yeah so yeah no like I never really thought about giving it in over I did I did a few times debate whether it was worth trying to train for a hundred K race that potentially won't happen. There was a few uh, tantrums and, you know, stuff this halfway through a long run on a treadmill that uh, <laughs> happened. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny them. Yeah. That um, geez, you, you've done well doing long runs on a treadmill, but that um, obviously you made it all work in the end, even though you couldn't get to Tarawera, but still being able to put together a hundred K event with you, you know, with some of your, you guys, I'm assuming the guys from Packingham supporting you and that kind of thing's pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. That was good. Yeah, there was a few, there was a few Friday, Saturday nights, you know, 20k, 10k out on the road for my hour, and then back on the treadmill for you know 20k's on on top of that. Oh, it's just stepping onto a treadmill after being out running normally, you know, doing 10k and, or whatever, and you like have to step on it. Was it was it hard? like I'd find that incredibly difficult to not just was, go jam it. 10k's is enough. It was absolutely bullshit. I'll be honest with you. The fact that the fact that I I got through them was was actually I was actually quite proud afterwards. Yeah, at the time you, I was ready to kill people, but you, you sound like an extremely resilient bloke, mate. So I would have yeah. But and like the worst part is like where I normally do my long runs with if it's not with a crew and I'm like out by myself because of work or you know the kids and everything like that. Like I'd be lucky to see two, three people on my runs anyway. Yeah. So it was like it was so tempting to just go, I'll just flaunt the rules and you know, head out there, but it just wasn't worth it in the long run. You mentioned there before uh, before you said, you know, running's a bit of a, a mental health thing for you as well. And it is for a lot of us, you know, that's where we we get out, we try and clear our mind, or there's just something that you know, no matter what what happens on your run, you you always feel better than before you started it. Um, yeah. For me, I it's often a circuit breaker if I'm getting grumpy or got the shits about something, or one of the kids goes, "Oh, are you so grumpy?" Then it's like, oh, you need <laughs> yeah. to put your shoes Need on. to get it's out. Only three or four k, you know, just go for a jog, um, and you always feel better. Um, now that you've um, obviously that's that's some level of motivation for you to, to, to keep running, but you know you've run a hundred k's now. Um, what keeps you motivated to keep running? Um, 
I mean, like a lot of it comes down to, like I said, the mental health side of things is I've used it. Like I used to, I used to drink and, you know, take drugs and whatever to like, to mask that, like that feeling and try and run away from it. And now I use running as that mental health tool to, you know, saw my brain out, get everything organized. So I think running's um, for me that tool that I need to keep positive and, you know, sort sort all of that stuff out. But, you know, at the same time I've got, you know, for I've got three young kids that I want to set an example for as well. So Yeah, mate. I think how, they're the two um, big main how important is that? Hey, like, you know, your young kids. So how how old how old's your oldest? So she's six. I got yeah, six year old daughter Rory. She's so she's six. So she's never not known you as a runner. Nah. So, so yeah, when yeah. Well, yeah, when it all kicked off and I had a bit of a I had a bit of a mental breakdown, she was she just turned one. So yeah, she doesn't know me any different than a runner. So for her, so you've normalized running ridiculous amounts and distances for her. Um yeah. so, you know, and you, all your kids, they'll grow up thinking that you know, running, running long distances and, you know, everyone can achieve this is just a normal thing. Um, yeah. And I know it's, you know, that's one of my big motivators as well. Like my, although I've got one kid who has all the potential in the world and zero drive to get off his iPad, the, um, you know, one of my, my older boy, like he's, he doesn't understand why people would only run a two or a three K kids race. He's like, why, yeah. why wouldn't they want to do the 6K race or the 8K race? Why do they only want to do the short one? Like for him, it's, there's more value in running further. So yes. that's just because that's what he's been exposed to. And it's, you know, that setting the example is, um, it can't be underestimated. I think, I think it really sets them up to have a healthy um, approach to, to fitness and, and, and general health as they get older. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like yeah, like I as a kid, I net like I didn't even know there was fun runs. Like my like not that my family is you know they're lazy or whatever, but they just they weren't runners. They were never really like event people. You know, events for us were family functions in a park, and you know, so there was never anything like that when we were young. So yeah, them them seeing that is like a whole different world where you can have a whole day of going out and running, and you know, it's it's your know, fitness based and it's health based in yeah i don't know yeah that's um the well as they get older mate the costs for entering them into all these events starts piling up yeah that's what i'm starting to stress about now <laughs> that uh cuz it's like yeah. yeah i book in a race and then i've got to factor in the fact that i've got three kids that want to do races so they get a medal as well yeah yeah, yeah. there's uh we got the same at the moment just the oldest but the youngest he's going to be the same um and my, yeah. my wife, who's had a long layoff from a, an injury and some surgery, she's just back. I think it's her first, I think it's her first event since, since she broke her ankle like two years ago. But she's doing, yeah. a, she's doing a 25K race, trail race on Sunday. And our oldest, he's nine. And he was like, are oh, you doing a race, mum? And not, <laughs> oh, it's so good, mum. So, it's so good to see you back doing a race. It's, he's like, oh, is there a kid's race? Can I do it? And so, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, what yeah other right. So you sign him up and you're like, oh, you know, you've, you've done more races in the last two years than my wife and I have done combined in our life. Um, and then <laughs> and the logistics kick in. So then you got a, her starts at 6.30, his starts at 7.30. It's a, you know, 40 minute drive. We've got to 
and it, but it's like they're the when you talk about events and family events and that like you think this is creating memories for them that they will cherish and they yeah. get a kick out of and like what's the alternative sitting on the on the couch watching cartoons in the morning so yeah that's definitely as much as it's a nightmare to get there and organize it all and but yeah, in the long run, it's a memory that you you get to hold on yeah, forever. So. They, they love it, and um, you know they take a bit of motivation out of it. And you know maybe one day they'll sort of look back on it and go, "I want to get back into running because I'm sure it'll drop off." You know those teenage years, it'll drop off, and they'll want to yeah. party and do all those things. And um, yeah, it's just I, it's something you can't discourage, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. So. That's what keeps you going now. So what's next, mate? Have you you recovered enough from the hundred Ks to go, oh, I've got a new goal or I've got a different goal or I want to do something again or have you um, so or anything else? At at this point, there's uh there's the uh sub form marathon that uh still eludes me. So uh that's the next that's the next focus. So we're having, we're doing, we're back into training some, getting a bit faster because yeah. I let, I let the pace drop off to get the, get the hundred K done. So is you, are you we're looking in, you're targeting marathon, Melbourne for that. Um, I don't know. We're sort of like sort of dancing around a few ideas. I'm yeah. maybe doing a smaller one, like a Shepparton or something yeah. like that. It's a, another well-run event and it's just not as big and, the course is a little bit more forgiving there. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got a few so, options, haven't you, for marathons down there? Although I think I did see earlier in the year that I think the Wangaratta Marathon got canned. Like, yeah, I think it's meant to be March anyway. But, yeah, um, my Wang, Wangaratta is my. I've got my marathon PB there, which is four oh one, four oh one seven. So yeah, it right. was close. I was born in Wangaratta. So I have to go and do the marathon. Yeah. I have to bring it back, so because I have to go and do it. So. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad event. Like it's not a nice course. And yeah. Pretty well run. The paths so. there, like the footpaths and that, or is it all on road? Yeah, so it's it's all on. It's mostly on the. You just follow the creek, like the creek along the along the bike track. Yeah, all the way out and back, and then so it's a half marathon. So it's two la- two laps of the half marathon course. Yeah, gotcha. It's a half marathon, and then yeah, you just do it again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So bringing the, so you've, you've gone, from, you've, you've haven't gone the route of, oh, maybe I could do a hundred miles. You've gone, let's, let's look, let's clock, let's look. turn the legs over a bit faster. I, I don't know what it'd be harder actually to train for. The, the, the sub four is a short term thing because of the, like off the fitness of the hundred K my, my, Easy runs have like are starting to like get into that faster pace that you need. So yeah. it's sort of like, well, if I've got it here now, let's let's push it and get it done, and then I can tick it off. So yeah, look, so smart. The the hundred mile isn't off the cards. It's not. It's not there yet, but yeah, no just, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Again, you got plenty of options down there too. Not not a lot of easy yeah. ones down there. Though. <laughs> Nah, this is the issue is that it's at some point when it gets to about 100Ks, everyone's like, well, let's do it in the high country. Yeah. Let's do it over mountains <laughs> instead of over hills. Yes. Yeah, you're, um, people, 
think that 100 k's isn't hard enough, so we'll chuck in, you know, four or five thousand meters of elevation just to yeah, just to wind it up a bit. We'll just we'll just start them at the top of the biggest the biggest hill we've got here, and we'll just go from there. Uh, all right, so well, we'll have to wait and see when that um, when that marathon crack comes up, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's we're uh, working out a few things, logistics and money and all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah, they're all factors, aren't they? You know, they're none of them. Uh, you always got to travel, or you know, there's the entry fees, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the shoes, burning through shoes. Yeah. Speaking of shoes, do you have a um, do you have an uh, an affinity for any particular shoe or? I only wear one shoe. Really? Yeah, Brooks Brooks Ghost. I got fitted. I got fitted for them when I first started running. I was I was in a pair of Asics that weren't too bad. Yeah. But when when got fitted at um, Active Feet, which is a, a company down here, and got put in a pair of you know Brooks Ghost, and I can I can take a pair of Brooks Ghost out of the box, run a marathon in, no blisters, no nothing. Yeah. So. They just work for you. There's just, yeah, there's no point in even like I've, I've debated whether to look at another shoe. And then I'm like, if it fits that well, like I run a hundred Ks, hundred Ks. I, I changed my shoes halfway through, but that was still just another pair of Brooks goes, not one blister. Yeah. You sound, um, so if the first person, well, yeah, I think the first person we interviewed Cam Munro I think he was yeah. the same. I think he had not even been Brooks Ghost as well. It was Brooks something, and he was like, been Brooks forever. It's always got to be this shoe. And he just recently started entertaining a different um, shoe for trail. Like his thought, he goes, his thoughts were, no, that's it. You don't trail, trail shoes. You don't need trail-specific shoes. Just use the same shoe. Um, and he was he was very much the same. And I, I really think he used to be... Maybe he said he was like Brooks Adrenaline or something like that, and then they changed it, and then yeah. he swapped to the Ghost, and it's always been the Ghost since then. So, a pretty popular yeah. shoe. They obviously they're obviously a decent decent shoe. I've never worn them. Yeah, they're 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 a pretty heavy shoe. They're they're pretty maximal for for what they are. But well, you don't want to be running a hundred k's and racing flats. No. Although if Jimmy just... Jimmy Jimmy, if he does join us, I'm still not sure that's going to happen now. But um. I watched him run for 12 hours. Well, watched him. We were doing a 12-hour event a few years ago, and he wore a pair of, and he, he always wears a New Balance 1500s, which is basically a slightly cushioned racing flat. Um, yeah. I just didn't know how he did it. I, I wore the biggest yeah. cushioned pair of shoes I could find. It's, yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own has their own thing, but, yeah, no. Mate, so you, you're targeting the four-hour marathon which is a which is a great goal um and sent by the sounds of how well you're trained through the covid lockdown period with your, your commitment to that i've got no doubt you'll smash that when the time comes yeah um but do you have a do you have a dream race do you have a race you go you know what i it might be for me now but one day i'm going to do it and that's going to be the you know that's the one that i'll go i did that race and i'm you know if i stopped running tomorrow i'd be happy that was so that was Tarawara for me. It was always that was that that was the first when I started first looking into the ultramarathon. That I think it must have been nearly coming up. 
And then like I seen an advertisement for it and I just watched videos. And like I've always, I've never been to New Zealand, but I've always wanted to go. So it was like I could tick off so many things in one, like in one box. I could go to New Zealand, I can see everything. I can do the 100K and do it all in one big, you know, celebration. Like, yeah. And like it was nearly on my birthday as well. So it was like yeah, almost right. everything was falling into line. Oh, that might have to be but, that uh, miler yeah. now, mate. And yeah, so, but yeah, that was the that was the goal race. That was the dream. But yeah, I still I've still got an entry into like in the next year's event, like because all I did was defer it to next yeah. year. So it is still still possible that I end up over there next February for that. So yeah, nice one. That's uh, heaps of people from the Goldie go because we get obviously it's not that far here you get direct flights yeah excuse me to new zealand from uh from the gold coast quite a few flights so there's generally a big crew that goes yeah. here so i'll um yeah i'd like to do it one day if i can get some fitness back um what about of those events you have done would you recommend what would you recommend that is what that one race that everyone should do or one event everyone should do i reckon two days i reckon just the the whole day and the community I don't know. Something special about two base. Even everyone, I don't never heard anyone had have even the slightest negative comment about the race. The course is brutal, but everyone out there is out there to have a good time. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a well, it's a well, it's a, I don't know. It's a good course. The events, yeah, yeah. Is it all trail the whole way? Yeah, well, nearly all of it. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of like road to connect you know from one one section to the next but it, it's not a lot yeah and is that um do that that's usually sells out pretty quick eh? Is it yeah yeah. yeah yeah it sells out very quick this year but it's not too like it, it, it's hard to get into initially but like everyone that sort of returns there like that can't do it returns their entry and then they just open it again you know, they might open it two or three times to fill. They always fill the fill the event. So yeah. if you don't get in in the first wave, you sort of if you if you really chase them on. If you want to do the fifty six, it's you basically guaranteed. Yeah, you know, you've just got to do a bit of work and be there at the right time. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a uh, interesting distance. Fifty six k's actually. Like it's you. Pr- you couldn't run it like a yeah, marathon. Well, I mean, cause it's just it's from. Yeah. It's the course. You, yeah, it's just from one side to the other. You're running from, from beach to beach. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it, it goes to, is it Dramona or Dramana, whatever? Is that the turnaround? Yeah. Yeah. They still have yeah. a drive in there. Yeah, so Cape Shane. Cape. Yeah, yeah, they've still got the driving. It's still still going. They've yeah. reopened it now since COVID. I think they made a bit of money out of COVID because everyone could still go there because you're sort of oh. distanced in your own car. Yeah, that makes sense. But now the issue comes is there's no good movies coming out because they <laughs> stopped making them because yeah, they put Netflix on the drive. Yeah. Just replay, replaying old movies and hoping that people still come. Hey mate, the obviously we call this podcast running your mouth, and we the heart the intention of it was to have a this segment on getting people on here to talk about what they're passionate about. Is there something that, um, and maybe we've already spoken about it, but is there something that just drives you from a passion perspective? It doesn't have to be running related, but is there something you just 
it's, it's something you're super passionate about. Um, you know, that I guess, how would I put it? I'll have to edit this bit. I'll just go with, yeah. So what is there something that you're, that you're just really passionate about and you'd like to, to get more focus on or more effort into or something like that? Um, yeah, like not, not necessarily something that I'm like, that I overly push on people or whatever, but like just like, like mental health, especially in young men, is something like I've struggled with for a very long time and that like only over the last few years I've really got my head around and grasped the whole idea behind it. Um, just that like just yeah, the benefit of like being active yeah. while like in that mental health state. I don't know. It's um, so like such a beneficial thing to just get moving and like, like I've been in that, like in that depressed state where you don't want to move, and it's just yeah, I'm trying to push people out the door without being too forceful. It's, yeah, like yeah, and they go so hand in hand, don't they? I mean, there's that old adage of healthy, healthy body, healthy mind, um, and you see it so much in runners where they'll running becomes this uh, almost not treatment, but like a some sort of um, support for better mental health for individuals that run. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's it's a tool. Like it's not going to fix any of the issues that they're causing. You know, you to be depressed or you know to be stressed out. But I think I, I don't know if it's just like that primitive link to like just being out and just just running. Like I don't like everyone when they're running has like is different but for me it's just that it's that break from everything you don't have your phone in you there's no news on the tv you're just out there you're just looking at what's around you it's just taking that break to focus on like it's the only time that you don't have outside stimulation sort of now like i don't know if that's what the benefit like where the benefit comes from Oh, that's a really interesting point, mate, because you, what you say there, you know, you don't have your phone and, all that, and we're all, not all of us, but it seems to be most of us are, you know, we're constantly doing this, looking down at our phones, like it's it's this something that's going to provide us these answers all the time on everything and it's that stimulus you talk about, yet we, us runners, get so much enjoyment out of going for a run where the only stimulus is your feet on the ground and you you know, the surroundings. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I wonder whether or not it was that as good for people. Well, it's obviously good for people. But I wonder if it, they got the mental health benefits, you know, 15 years ago when we didn't have smartphones and information at our fingertips and, you know, everything on demand. I think, well, like, I mean, you get that rush of endorphins and you've got everything moving and flowing. You always feel better once you're moving. But I think, we benefit more now like from having that that break away from that stimuli like that stimulation and yeah 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 it's a really good point i think um maybe we need to run more so I use my phone less yeah oh i'm the worst for it if i'm not if i'm not running or like doing something i'm watching tv i've got my phone in my hand i'm scrolling through instagram and you know watching a movie there's always I've always got something on this. It's never quiet. That's why yeah. when when I tell people, 
how much I run and they know me like on a personal level. They're like, you don't, you get bored running. Like they just, like they can't comprehend because I've always got my phone on me and, and I've got two things running all the time. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, I don't know. Yeah, it's something special about it, that's for sure. I think that's whatever it is, it's why we love it. Mate, we'd normally get Jimmy to nail you with some big, deep, insightful question and i actually think he'd have a lot of good questions to talk to you about and you know he he certainly um talks about his struggles with addiction and those kind of things so i'm sure he would have had when you mentioned about you know the alcohol and drug stuff he would have had uh something to to connect with you on there and ask you some questions around that that's definitely uh not my strong suit uh, as far as uh interviews go so um we may even uh, we might have to we might have to get you back on for a yarn once you when you've gone belt that next marathon out of the park. Um, <laughs> what I do want to ask you, and this takes no effort on my part, I just love asking the question, and it's the question that we ask everyone that we have on here: is what's the what's the weirdest or strangest thing you've seen or had happen to you on a run? Um, I was actually thinking this is probably the one question I've thought the most about, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't really run into anything that like overly unusual, which is strange considering the time that I run most days because like I run like a, a bricklayer now. So like I start at seven. So most times I'm running at 5.30, like it's in the dark and I'm running in different towns. You'd think I'd run into some strange things, but it's usually pretty quiet. I've only had, I've had a few interesting run-ins with wildlife more than, more than people yeah. or yeah, seen too many strange things. I remember one time it was like, it was winter like this year during the COVID real bad morning. It's windy and raining and everything ran over the top of this hill and ran literally run into the side of the deer. Yeah. <laughs> so you hit the deer. Like, I actually hit the deer and we both just looked at each other like, what What are you doing here? And then both just, just like, and then just kept running. Like, what just happened? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, the area, the area that, I, like, like that I was running in, there is quite a few deer. And because there's like all farms that back onto like that trail, they, they're pretty used to people, but like obviously they're still deer. They're very skittish. And yeah, so it's, you, you usually get... You get reasonably close to them, and then they're and then they're gone. But yeah, I must have been like the hill. The hill must have been blocking my scent, and I don't know. Yeah, just come over the top and just clip the back of it, and both just looked at each other like, "What? What's what? What happened?" <laughs> so it was right at the top of the hill, and as you've crested, just bang. Yeah, bang, just right into the side of it. Just sort of just looked at each other like, "Yeah, this that happened." Did it move? <laughs> like, did it? Oh, yeah, like, pretty solid as- on their feet. Yeah, I sort of it sort of was a bit of a knock, like, and then I just like it, yeah, turned around and moved pretty quick, and I was like, yeah, Jesus. Did it didn't have big antlers that it tried to jam you with? Nah, luckily, yeah, luckily it was a female, so she was. I was pretty small, like it wasn't a wasn't a big deer, but yeah, just yeah, bit of a shock. Could we get a few around here? Not a lot, but you might see them through the bush and then, yeah, they're gone. Like as soon as they, you can step on a stick or something and then off they go, they're really, really yeah. timid. So yeah, I don't think there's too many people that have uh, been out for a run and, you know, slammed into the side of a, a deer. 
Nah, I reckon it'd be pretty unique story that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully the deer's all right and you've got a story to tell. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I think um, I think we might even look at wrapping this up shortly. Is there any anything you wanted to cover off? Anything we haven't spoken about? No, I think I've, I think we've covered most of it, most of the story so far. Anyway. Yeah, mate. I uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on and making. A quick adjustment with Jim getting called away and having to put up with me the whole time. So you got all, uh, That's all right, mate. the surface superficial type questions and nothing with uh, nothing with any substance in it that Jim usually provides. So yeah, um, yeah we'll, be, we'll be good to get you back on because I reckon Jim will have a listen to this and he'll be like, oh, geez, I, I want to talk to him about this and I want to talk to him about yeah. that. So he might, um, might want to get you back on and, and, you know, probe some of those earlier days of you you know, prior to getting into running and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I reckon there's, you would have some pretty similar, similar things to share there. I did want to ask you, you got your VUR hoodie on. Um, how, like I follow, I'm part of the Victorian ultra runners group on Facebook. Um, and I got yeah. that being born in Victoria and living there for a little while. Um, I don't think I've ever done an event in Victoria, but um <laughs> Do they, is it, is there a, if you go, if you were, if you rocking up to an event, probably not two bases, it's too hot and you wouldn't wear a hoodie, but say you rock up to an event and you've, you know, everyone's kicking around in their VUR shirts. Is there a good connection there? Everyone's like, oh, hey, how you going? Like it's a good icebreaker. Yeah, it's, it's definitely just see the shirt. It's just, yeah, it's definitely an icebreaker. Sort of you know that you're equally as stupid as that, is that person, you, you know, have that have that icebreaker of you know that you obviously are into ultra running and it's it's really like you get the same connection with every running with running crew shirt you know just sort of there is like I mean with like events as well sort of get together and get a photo together so you get to know you get to know you know familiar faces at different events and yeah, it just brings another sense of community I yeah it's, I was going to mention that about the community John. John Lim drives it and um, that sounds like he does a wonderful yeah. job and he's, um, you know, probably brought yeah, a lot of people together that would probably never meet each other otherwise. And, um, you know, they're, that's those sort of things I think that um, particularly the trail and ultra scene I find where um, people are far more in it for not, you know, everyone wants to run well, but people in it for those added benefits or that extra bits about meeting people and, and the community element and, I just, yeah, I look at that, what he's done there. It's just fantastic. Like it's, yeah, I don't know if there's anywhere else really where it's particularly ultra running focused that, a, that a, I guess just a group has kicked on like that from a, an online group to a, they have a lot, you know, get together at events and, and it's like a whole new club. Almost. Yeah. I think, I think it does come down to the management. Like he does such a good job to get people organized and, you know, is yeah, he's just, he's just. I think he, he started with the right group of people too. Like everyone was sort of very friendly, and it just sort of like when you're someone that's that like welcoming, sort of just brings people, draws people that have that same that same sort of personality trait to him as well. So it's sort of everyone's like all the new, all the people that like the founding like foundation members of there are all so warm and welcome, which is, I mean, a lot of the ultra running and trail running communities like that. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah that's good. Even, uh, um, yeah. Sorry. 
the um the Rona relay we that, that that they set up with the VUR was was another thing that was really good. So we did a virtual, you know, so everyone had their own towns. We sort of all volunteered and run a virtual button around Victoria within our within the towns we were in, which was good to sort of meet the people like that were one town over one, that side and then you're running into the another person from, you know, we ended up, you know, because there's quite a few of us, we ended up running, meeting another group, like another couple that were from Pakenham and then they moved it on up further and, yeah. So that was that was another thing that sort of brought everyone together and so was that sort a, of highlight how many people. Was it a physical relay or a virtual thing? Like was it running the distance or was it No, no so it was physical. Yeah, right. And so, so where, people, where so like, so it started from, now you're going to test me. Like it started from Turden, which is it. Yeah, yeah, it went up and around and curved back around and back in. It went, yeah, I don't think it ended up being, it was some ridiculous amount. I'd have to, I probably should have did a, did a little bit more uh, research on that before I brought it up, but yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I did hit your question without knowing. It went for, it was like nearly, uh, it was like, tw- it went for 12 days or something like that, 12 or 13 days, and there were sort of seven or eight people that ran on each day, and we just, yeah, broke it up into town to town. To town. Everyone, everyone put their name in first, and they sort of just mapped it so that they could get as far, cover as many towns in Victoria as we could. So people travelled to certain points to to run their relay leg. Then I assume. So if most of it, most of it was in like you're in your own town. So yeah, only okay. had to go like so. Ours was on the start of day two. So we I ran down to like the border of like Parkinham and Officer, which is the next town down, and met the girl that ran from Beaconsfield like to Officer and then Officer to Parkinham. And then we met there and then like just took off like a selfie together. And then the next morning I ran from that same spot and then ran it out to the back of Pakenham where I met another lady who she ran it up to Pakenham Mapa. So Yeah, right. That's really cool. That's those things, you know, there's that's purely for community benefit. There's no like yeah, you know, there's there's no motivation behind that other than bringing people together and having some fun. It's definitely it's really good. Good. It's that sense of community. I might have to um, I might have to reach out to John and see if he wants to come and have a chat on our podcast at some stage. In saying that, actually, one question yeah, definitely. we've been forgetting to ask people. Um, well, I think we did it with the first one, and then that was it. And we're like, Jim and I said, right, I will do this. We'll um, you know, we'll ask everyone at the end. It was like, okay, we want we want each guest to make a recommendation of who they think we should get on, who would have a, who would have a cool story to tell or something that they really, something they're really passionate about and want to drive from a, you know, not necessarily from a running sense, but someone who's a runner. Yeah. Um, there's probably, there's probably two, like John Lim obviously is one that you need, like is definitely one worth getting on with that, all the work that he does through VUR and all of that. And then there's another guy, Adam Needham. He's a, uh, He's another another runner from from Melbourne that's very well known, but he's on like a three thousand day running streak or something ridiculous like oh. that. And yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's always out there and smashing it and doing that. Adam Needham. 
Right. Yeah. Three thousand day. I don't. Know, I don't know. I see some of these run streakers. That's uh, certainly not my bag. That's for sure. Yeah. No. It's not. Like the rest day. Eh? I, I. I don't. I'd. I'd always debate it, and then I always think like having such a physical job, being a bricklayer, yeah, and then loading up every day. That I don't know. Just the injury. The injury risk over reward to run it, run something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think a guy, like I got a, a mate actually here, set the road for me, and he does it. And I think they have some official rule where you've got to run a minimum of a mile a day or something. So, yeah. like he, um, and he, I don't know if this is a rule, but he says he only counts it as running if both feet are off the, like, you know, both feet come off the ground with each stride. Yeah. So, he um he gets out and does his like two k's a day just to keep his streak ticking over. And like, oh, there yeah. are times where you're just like, well, I'm not running, I'm not training, I've got to do this simply because I'm so far down the track now that I can never stop. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I think like there's got to be a point where it becomes a chore, but then at the same time, like it would also just become part of your routine. I My think it gets to a point where you days. just yeah. Just has to get done. Yeah. Some days I just you just wake up and you just couldn't be bothered though, surely. I don't know. <laughs> you'd like you go to bed forgetting about it, then you'd have to get up, go, oh yeah, and do my thing. Yeah. Well, you have a busy day, you know, you got kids running around and it gets to nine o'clock and you go to get in bed and you're like, Yeah, I haven't been for a run and then you gotta go go so, do your two K or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. So you mentioned your work as a brickie, so that'd just about give you all your strength work, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, it definitely helps. It's definitely probably not not too good on you know something on my back and everything else, but you know we get it done. Yeah, no, nice one. And one other question I did want to ask you, and I didn't put these in the notes I sent you, but your food prep. So you put up a post, I don't know, monthly or whatever it is, where you ha- it looks like you've got about a thousand containers. And you have meticulously prepared, super healthy looking meals. Yes, How, I, I, I am getting, I am getting pretty well known for my meal prep. It's uh, something that I have to do. It's I don't probably don't have to do it now, but it's just become become a habit now. So, so just, how long is that? How many meals do you prepare when you do it? Because I've tried the count and work it out, and then how uh, how long does it take you to to do that? You know, it, it, it all it all really depends on how much I've got in the freezer. So I I try to keep at least a full week of meals in the freezer at, at all times. But sometimes, like last not last week, the week before, I cooked two weeks for two weeks. But I knew with work, like I've, like we've been flat out at work, so I knew that I wasn't going to have enough time, like through last week to cook again. So I just yeah, I cooked for two weeks in one. So I usually do it weekly, but sort of only post, you know, every couple of weeks. And that, yeah. so that is that is that uh, is that just your lunches, or is it like um, no? Nah, so so I do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's all all sorry, it's all, all. I have this um, as as much as it sounds. I don't, I don't have a lot of self control, which is. You know, when when I say that, I do I do all this meal prep and that. But if that's the only thing I eat, like if that's my only option, I'm not going to stop on the way home and you know grab macas or you know uh, yeah. grab something when I'm at the server. So 
I just make the flat rule that this is what I make for the week and that's what I eat. So it just, as much as, you know, I have the odd slip up here and there, like I'm definitely not perfect, but I just try to keep it in control as much as I can. And how, how long does that take you? So I don't know, argument's sake, say you do it on a Sunday. How long does it take you to knock up it's, well, it's, last week, a week's worth of meals? It's usually worth. about three hours. That's, that's from start to finish with everything cleaned up so that I don't get yelled at by the, uh, <laughs> by the missus for yeah. making, for trash in the kitchen. Yeah, so, right. like, Man, it is a bit uh, of an investment. Well, it is, isn't it? Like, well, one, it's, there's a, there's an investment in your health that it's also, you're then not, you know, pouring money into cafes and well, you know what I mean? Like buying your lunch every day, you know, that, yeah. that adds up pretty quick. That's it. It's just, yeah, it's just something that I've, I've worked out that works for me. So some people can't do it. Some people, you know, I just strive, you know, doing that, having it all there. Yeah, I look at it, mate. Again, I see them and I go, I really should do that. That would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of things easier. It'd make, you know, grab your lunch for work every day, just grab it, stick it in your lunch bag, and, you know, you don't even have to think about it. So maybe I'll try it. Just another part of the routine. Grab the, yeah. it's all it's all in the freezer. It's all ready to go. You just grab one day out, bang, in the fridge and off you go. Yeah, mate. Well, it's, for uh, saying you said someone who doesn't have a lot of self-control, you seem to show a lot of discipline in a, a lot of different areas. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you probably yeah. do. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a big child. If I've got a little, like if you give me a little bit, I'll, I'll run with it. Yeah. So I've just got to, there's just, this, it's all black and white now. That's uh, what I've worked out works for me. Well, mate, what what you've done is nothing short of amazing. Um, Thank you. you. Know, and your, your five years of your, you spoke about your weight loss journey and your running journey and, and what you've achieved and how you've, um, you know, you've obviously your physical transformation, but you've also spoken about, you know, the mental, the health, mental health side of things and, and how running's helped you with that as well. So mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to have a chat with you and get to know you a little bit more. And um, uh-huh. mate, I'm, I'm super inspired by what you do as I'm sure plenty of other people are. And um, I hope they enjoy hearing your story. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Mate. Thanks very much. Take care. Enjoy your running. Let's see you knock that four sub four hour marathon out of the park. Uh, cheers, mate. Thanks, Shane.